Welcome to Monster Crush. The you podcast. sound so sick. The podcast for monster lovers <laughs> by two sick girls. <laughs> one who is sick, not by choice, and one whose sickness is so self-inflicted. <laughs> Each week we discuss some of the hottest cryptids, monsters, and paranormal entities the world has to offer. Along the way, we make fun of ourselves, learn useless information, and discover our monster crush. Will your favorite monster make it to a second date? So this week, the viewers wanted those nasty, dirty, ethically ambiguous experiments. I think I think before we start, I just want to express to everyone the depth of pain on Heavenly's face today, uh, because you obviously cannot see this, and she is so sick and sipping tea, and she looks really sad. I'm not going to edit out my sniffles. Okay. No, you're just going to have to fucking gonna deal with them. You're going to have to just them. listen to my sniffles. Whereas I'm super hungover, and like my head is doing this thing where I think my brain is shaking. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure my brain is legit shaking within my skull. It could be the brain parasite. Skull. Huh? It could be the brain parasite that I introduced a month ago. Yeah? Yeah. I'm doing a human experiment. So. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad you choose me. Yeah, of course. Oh. I mean, I don't want anyone else for my brain parasite. Oh, this is why I love you so much. Oh. You heard it here first. Yeah. But we got our tea, we got our coffee, mm-hmm. and... We got each other. We got each other. So let's do this, babe. All right. So we're doing experiments, but that's not all we're doing. I was trying to think. Now, we did the goat man who was the result of an experiment. We did the goat man. And we didn't call him back the next day. (laughs) We waited the requisite three days before texting. (laughs) And there are a couple of other cryptids who are also thought to be due to experimentation, but for the most part, that isn't the case. However, there are lots of creatures that are due to experimentation, and we find them in pop culture. Ooh. So we're doing a special pop culture episode. Oh, that's so exciting! Yay! <laughs> Yay. Oh, is the fly going to come up? Is the fly one? I don't want to date him, although I would date Jeff Goldblum, (laughs) but not as the fly, I have to admit. So that was what I was trying to decide. I went with some ones that I feel like are pretty obvious and maybe some that are a little less known. Uh, I guess it depends. Obviously, I knew all of them because I thought of them immediately. So it depends (laughs) on the people that you talk to. But some of these may be a surprise for people. And I was trying to... Plus, I've never watched a movie in my life, practically. So the chances of me knowing Well, you should Well, you should know two of them. Okay. There's one that you have to know, and if you don't know, I'm legally obligated to execute you. Okay. There's so much killing today, Heavenly. And I was trying to decide, do I say names... Because people may then be able to guess them pretty quickly because it is pop culture. Or do I try and keep it the way that we do the regular episodes where I don't say names? But then that gets really confusing. Right. So, I don't know. What do you think? Should I say names or should I not say names? Oh, I I think we should continue rolling with our anonymous bachelors. And, I mean, if I work it out immediately, then we can can drop the facade. The facade. But... Should I say what medium it belongs to? Or do you think they'll yeah. give it away? No, I would like to know. Okay. I, so, I can, so I can better visualize. Okay. Some of them belong to multiple mediums, and so I'll just say the one that it originated. Okay. So like if they were a comic book and then a movie. Yeah. 
you just say comic book. Exactly. Okay. I'm glad we established these parameters. It's always good to have rules. All right. Let me just put what order. I think we're going to... Perfect. All right. <laughs> Let us begin. Okay. Okay. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is like the perfect day for us to do this while we're so sick. Yeah. It really is because I felt like shit this whole week and I was like, I don't want to Google a lot of stuff. <laughs> the Wikipedia page has everything I need. I, I don't want to I know everything yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Though I did have a dream. I actually woke up at 4am to text someone my dream and it was that in the future, um... God, now I have to look up what it was because I totally <laughs> forgot. But it, at 4 a.m. I was like, oh, whew, yeah, this is well, the future I mean, now. I, it wasn't me that you sent this text to, so I okay. need to know what other so, friends you have. So it, it's in the future. My dream took place in the future. And every time we look something up, we had to say Google Talks before we shared any new information we had learned. Google Talks? Yeah. Google Talks. Google Talks. It's in like, welcome to my TED talk. Exactly. Google talks. Exactly. You do dream of some strange things, my love. So I would like to start this pod, I would like to start this episode with Google talks. (laughs) (laughs) But from Wikipedia. I had to Google it and then it Uh, brought me to the Wikipedia Wikipedia page. page. Google talks presented by Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Delivered to your, uh, uh, I nearly said delivered to your earls. I meant ears. And then I was going to say, by your two favorite girls. And then it just came out, Earls. Earls. So presented to your nobility. <laughs> is it Earls with an E or Earls with an A? Wait, is an Earl a thing? Like in Dragon Age, like the Earl oh, of Red well, Yeah, well, yeah, because they're, they're like basically using a sort of medievalism. So like Earl would be like an Earl or right. an Earl, yeah. right? I think we all know what Arl meant. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I would hope so. Jesus. Okay. All right. Hit this all. Google Talks. Google Talks. So our first bachelor is from Canada. Ooh. Yeah. Canadians. He is the uh, host of a popular co- podcast called what? The Not See Party, where they find and humiliate people who made viral videos. So he's not a really great guy. Wait a minute. Is he a monster because he's just morally ambiguous? Or is this legit a pop culture monster? I'm so confused right now. Well, you'll find out. I mean, I'll tell you what this is from. But oh. this is a po- This is not a real person. Okay. None of these are real people. Okay. Maybe. Okay. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. All right. Actually, I'm sorry. He's not from Canada, but he goes to Canada. Oh, okay. God damn it, Wikipedia, with your God. ambiguous sentences. Damn it. Heavenly. So he decides to fly to Canada where he's going to interview a celebrity who cut off his own leg with a samurai sword. Right? Because why not? Well, I mean, yeah. Why not cut off your leg or why not interview them? Why not interview the guy who cut off his leg? Right. The samurai sword and then recorded it and posted it. Online. Online. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Totes, totes, totes. So as the... <laughs> Now it's weird because it's a movie, but I guess this would be a flashback in the movie, but it's background information in a podcast format. This guy's not a good guy. He's, like, cheated on his girlfriend multiple times. He originally wanted to be a stand-up comic, and he found that people liked him the meaner and meaner he was, and so he kind of built this really vicious persona that made fun of people, which perhaps was true to his characteristics because we learned that he's a really shitty guy. Is Frankie Boyle? Hmm? I'm not saying that he's a cheat. He's just one of those comedians who, like, 
just talks crap. Anyway, I know it's no. not Frankie Boyle. I'm just, I'm just joking. I don't know. Is it Frankie Boyle? Do you have something to tell us, Frankie Boyle? Yeah. Are you a Canadian? Not Canadian. A Mont... No, fuck. Do you know what? I'm not even going to talk. I'm just going to close my mouth. Okay. And open my arls. So upon arriving in Canada, our bachelor finds out that the man who cut off his leg with a samurai sword has committed suicide. By cutting off his other leg and then lying down to bleed out? It doesn't... It, no. Oh. It doesn't really say. I wish that... I wish that had been it. And that's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing these people aren't real or that would be a weird thing to say, Ellie. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a dark place. He was pretty upset that he flew to Canada for no reason, but he decides to stay an extra day and try and find someone to interview to make his trip worthwhile. Mm -hmm. While he's kind of slumming around in a bar, he overhears this man talking, and this man tells him, if you stay with me for a night, I'll give you the story of a lifetime. Okay. Our bachelor is obviously intrigued, so he follows this man to his house, Mm -hmm. and he learns that this man is a retired seaman. Okay. Who's also in a wheelchair. Okay. He tells the story of how a walrus, uh-huh. Uh-huh. whom he named Mr. Tusk, uh-huh. rescued him from a shipwreck. Uh-huh. At this point, our bachelor passes out because his drink had been drugged. Oh my good god. Who would have seen that coming? What, and he wakes up to like, Mr. Walt Tusk? Mr. Tuskerus? He wakes up and he finds himself in a wheelchair with his leg amputated. Oh, that's why he's in the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Our kidnapper then reveals his plan. He's going to make a walrus costume and then sew our bachelor into it. What is happening today? What is happening? <laughs> okay, okay. Why did this why did this involve him having to cut off his leg? Is that so he can't run away? So he can fit into the walrus suit. <laughs> oh, obviously. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, I think it also means he can't run away, so it works on two levels. There's definitely layers to it. Yeah, layers. Our bachelor manages to escape for a short time, and he calls his girlfriend, mm-hmm. the one that he cheats on all the time. Okay. And tries to relay that he's in danger. Uh-huh. But before he can really let her know, our kidnapper finds him, knocks him unconscious, mm-hmm. and severs the phone call. Not the other leg. Oh, no, he does take his other leg off. Oh, jeez. This is horrific. Allie, the girlfriend, and Teddy, who he does his podcast with, fly to Canada looking for him because they're worried that he's in trouble. Which I think is great for them, because if I were Allie, I'd be like, well, that solves that problem. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, she obviously has a bigger heart than we do have. <laughs> Our kidnapper begins to tell more about his backstory to our bachelor. He talks about how he was an orphan who was sexually abused. As he's telling our bachelor his tragic backstory, he's continuing to create a walrus costume for wallet for for what will soon be the walrus. A walrus costume for soon to be walrus by sewing together pieces of human skin, and he uses our bachelor's leg bones to make the tusks. I am legitimately going to have nightmares. This is a this is a this is a film and podcast. podcast? This is a movie. This is a movie. And in the movie, the guy has a podcast. Right. Okay. This is where I was getting confused. Okay. It's layers upon layers. This is a movie. It's not real. Or is it? It's not. <laughs> Jeez. Meanwhile, Ali and Teddy are looking for the Bachelor. 
they find a detective who's been on the trail of someone who sounds a lot like our kidnapper, and they try to hunt this man down together. Meanwhile, our bachelor is being conditioned to act like a walrus. <laughs> what does that entail? Our kidnapper reveals that his obsession with walrus comes from killing and eating Mr. Tusks six months after he was shipwrecked what? on an island. So Mr. Tusk saves his life? Because he ate him. So that's how he saves his life. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Tusk. But soon after he had killed and eaten Mr. Tusk, a rescue boat arrives. And so he's been racked with guilt. Oh, no. So if only he'd waited out a little bit longer. Him and Mr. Tusks could have lived their lives together. So he's attempting to turn our bachelor into Mr. Tusk so they can have one final showdown. With who? Each other? With each other. Because he wants Mr. Tusk to have a chance at killing him. This guy has real mental issues. This guy needs therapy, not a new walrus friend. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. And also, why is he maiming a human being and conditioning them to act like a walrus instead of going out and just finding another walrus? Yeah, who knows? I mean, that would be the logical thing to do. But then I suppose you wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> And then we wouldn't have this part of the podcast. Yeah, it would be a very different movie. So our bachelor's sewn into his walrus suit, and he now thinks he's a walrus. Oh, God. And the two engage in a fight. (laughs) Our bachelor impales the kidnapper on his tusks, killing him. Well, that's good. Is that the end of the story? No. Okay. (laughs) Allie and Teddy find him, but it's too late. And they're worried that our bachelor has in fact become a walrus because he sounds like one. (sighs) So they put him in a wildlife sanctuary. Oh my god. (laughs) So a guy without any legs wrapped in human skin with, with, with tusks made of his own leg bones is just like, where's the best place for this young man? Wildlife sanctuary. Mm Mm-hmm. A year later, Allie and Teddy feed him a mackerel as they're visiting him in the wildlife sanctuary. They feed him a mackerel? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, arr, arr. As they leave the wildlife sanctuary, <laughs> we can see our bachelor shedding tears, indicating that he may not really be a <laughs> And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> You know, the problem is, is that I'm just so intrigued now that, like, I don't know if I can wait till the end to find out what the I'm really the, interested the to see if, any, if anyone has watched that movie. Oh. Uh. I'm finding it very difficult to process this. Um, so I think the best thing to do is move on to number two. All right. Um, because I'm thinking, and I think almost definitely wrongly that nothing can be worse <laughs> than a man with no legs wearing human <coughs> skin to be a, a walrus. Okay, number two. Oh god, it's gonna get worse. Number two is almost a three in one. Okay, alright. He cooks, he cleans, and he it makes great love. It starts with two bachelorettes who are having fun in Germany. Okay, oh god. Their car breaks down. Oh God. And they find a house in the woods. They go to the house asking if they can use this man's phone. Mm-hmm. He tells them yes, but he asks them if they want some tea. They accept and he drugs them. 
Oh my god, I never saw that one coming. So, so are these like two young American girls? Yeah, of course. And because Europe is so super, super duper dangerous. Yeah. Like this is what happens if you go for road trips in Germany. So those are your first two bachelorettes. They awake and they discover a bachelor, a Japanese tourist who has also been kidnapped. Okay. It is then that our doctor reveals his plan. Okay, I feel like I know where this is going, and um, uh, I was so wrong about things not getting worse. So, so wrong. He's going to sew them together. Yeah, yeah. Surgically connecting them, mouth to anus. One of our bachelorette tries to escape. But she is apprehended, and so she is given the dreaded middle position. I'm so upset right now. I was having such a great day. I mean, hangover excluded. <laughs> the doctor performs the surgery, and the Japanese tourist, our bachelor, is in the lead. So he's the one getting the... the he's the head. He's the head of the... Mm-hmm. What some might call a human centipede mm-hmm. <clears throat> he severs the ligaments in their knees which prevents them from walking forcing them to crawl <sighs> he attempts to train them as a centipede but it doesn't really work very well why? What, 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 was, what, what, what sort of issues was he coming up against? They were just... The, our bachelorette and bachelors weren't really feeling it. No, I mean, why not? Though I suppose at this point we should really... It's a singleton now. Yeah. They're no the, longer the, three distinct bachelors. It, it's, it's a single entity. It's a singleton. Yeah. Definitely. One part of the body dies from septus. Okay, I would say the middle part. The end. Oh, the end? And the beginning part, commit suicide. Oh, how? I want to know how. He slits his throat. But he doesn't have any hands. Yeah, he does. He's in the lead. Oh, so he can, like... Yeah, they're crawling crawl. on all fours. But they don't have legs? No, their legs have... Their knees ligaments have been severed, so they have to crawl. Oh. Like, they can't straighten oh, their legs. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Leaving only the middle segment. Yeah? This wouldn't be a problem because there are detectives who are on their way to save them. Sure. But they're killed by the doctor. Right. But not before they kill the doctor. Wait, the, de- wait, the detectives are killed by the doctor? Yeah, but also they managed to kill him. Okay. So everyone's dead except for the middle segment. This is... The, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how does this story end? That's how it ends. Oh, Jesus It ends with Christ. the camera zooming out of the middle segment. He's left alone. You know, this is why I don't watch movies. We're going to have to put, like, a really intense uh, content warning on this. Yeah, we episode. really, really are. I wish you'd given me more of a content warning at the beginning. It's experience gone wrong. Well, you know what? I you, Listeners, I blame you. <laughs> you gave her this power. <laughs> oh, God. All right, can we just move on again? <clears throat> Bachelor number three. Oh, Jesus. He's a brilliant but eccentric scientist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I feel like what I've just been through, this is, this is balm. This is balmy sweet balm for my soul. He meets a sexy science journalist at a press event, and he takes her back to his warehouse and shows her his invention, 
a set of telepods that allows instantaneous teleportion from one pod to another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our brilliant but eccentric scientist, our bachelor, convinces the journalist not to tell anyone <clears throat> with the guarantee that she will have the sole rights to the story once he's able to get them to work. Yeah. The problem is, is that he can only transport inanimate objects because they mutilate live tissue. Yeah. As demonstrated by a baboon that's turned inside out when yeah. he attempts to transport it. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that image is seared into my skull. They have sex. Not because the- there's nothing <laughs> more arousing than an inside-out baboon. I mean, I, I don't know about you, that's, but that's really what I'm looking for. But their sex inspires him. To reprogram the telepod to cope with living tissue. <laughs> Sometimes it, you just need a real good lay to really get those eccentric yeah, I mean, but brilliant scientists. There's, there's, there's nothing like having sex with someone and be thinking about work, you know? <laughs> That's how you know you're in too deep. After his uh, tinkerings, he's able to successfully teleport a second baboon. Yeah. However... This one doesn't turn inside out. Before they can celebrate, our journalist leaves... And our bachelor becomes concerned that she may be rekindling a relationship with her editor-slash-former lover. (laughs) The true monster of this story. Spurred by jealousy, our bachelor uh, decides to teleport himself alone. If I do recall, he'd been drinking as well. Probably. I mean, I imagine that he had been drinking. Bad decisions are made when alcohol is involved. However, he was not alone. He wasn't. As a fly had slipped into the other telepod. (laughs) Oh, Jeff. At first, things are fine. He looks normal. He has increased strength, stamina, and sexual potency. Yeah. He believes this to be because the telepod has teleported all impurities out of his body, which makes no fucking sense, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the real issue with this film. That's the part of the film that doesn't make sense, yeah. He begins to crave sugar. And our journalist is concerned about his insanity and strange, bristly hairs growing from his back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of this episode is just going to be me... Uh, saying, yeah, uh, mm, while you sip your tea and look really smug. (laughs) He tries to convince the journalist to undergo teleportation so she can understand what he's going through. Mm -hmm. But they fight and she leaves. Mm -hmm. He goes to a bar to drink away his worries, Mm -hmm. meets a woman, Mm -hmm. they have a confrontation, Mm -hmm. and uh, his fingernails fall off. Yeah. At this point, he realizes that maybe something isn't quite right. Yeah. So he checks the logs, and he realizes that there were two life forms in the sending pod. And he's merged with the fly. Yeah. He starts to lose body parts and become less human in appearance. Yeah, it's super gnarly. It's so friggin' gross. He learned. He he just he learns the ability. He gains the ability to cling to walls and ceilings. <clears throat> yeah. He makes a new fusion program, planning to dilute the fly genes in his body with human DNA. Veronica learns that she is pregnant. That's our journalist's name, Veronica. I just read that and I didn't think about it. It's Veronica. It's Veronica. <laughs> Veronica learns that she's pregnant, and she fears that she's going to give birth to a maggot. Maggot. <laughs> Oh yeah, and she she like has that really terrifying dream. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. She persuades in a doctor to give her an abortion, but our bachelor overhears and he kidnaps 
Veronica before the abortion can take place. And by now, he's like some super gross, he's super slimy, wall clinging, vomit fountain. Veronica's ex lover slash editor <laughs> is concerned that Veronica's in trouble, and so he breaks into the lab, and our bachelor disfigures him with corrosive vomit. Yeah, he like removes one of his hands, doesn't he? Doesn't he like puke on his hand? I think he just pukes on his face. Does he? I think so. Oh, I don't remember that. It's pretty gnarly. Gnarly. Our bachelor wants to fuse Veronica, the unborn baby, and himself into one entity. <laughs> like a, a super being, if if you will. If you will. I feel like that this is like a mirror theme from the from the second uh, uh, singleton. Totally true. Three in one. Well, and almost like the first one as well, like his fusion of like man and beast <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean these are all experiments gone wrong right yeah you experiment with human and beast and you're gonna get you're gonna get a walrus man yeah you're gonna get a human every centipede. time you're gonna get some type of weird fly man creature yeah <clears throat> he puts himself in the pad in the telepod not pad telepod and Veronica rips his jaw off which allows her to escape <gasps> yeah I remember that bit he attempts to break out of the pod, but he doesn't do it soon enough, and he fuses with the metal door. Oh, God. He is now a human fly telepod creature. <laughs> Isn't this when he's like, kill me? Yeah. It begs Veronica, our bachelor begs Veronica to end his suffering, and she does. Yeah, it's so empowering. Oh, you gotta really, like, wipe those bad, bad men out of your life, right? Especially when they're fly door man sludge monster who tried to merge with you and your unborn lava baby it could have been a normal baby though we don't know when she got knocked up yeah totally presumably while he was normal though however he was sexually potent after he had begun the transformation yeah he had super span by then for sure it probably she was probably pregnant with like seven different like unique pregnancies not even seven babies but like seven unique pregnancies that all would all be delivered at appropriately spaced mm-hmm. time. Yeah, she would deliver like once per year for the next 17 years. So she'd basically be living in the Middle Ages again. Yeah. Is that is that how flies work? Do they impregnate and then they just can like give birth once per year with the <laughs> I really, one pregnancy? I really don't think so, but I do not uh, study the, the life cycles of plants. And they just like lay loads of eggs shit and then I think they lay the eggs in the poop and the food and stuff eggs in the poop eggs in the poop and the food or like festering wounds yeah or like dead bodies yeah dead bodies but maggots like clean dead flesh so they do yeah they're used they use them to like clean flesh off bones for you know bone purposes For, for boning I'm sure I'm sure that our kidnapper with our first bachelor I bet he used maggots to clean all the flesh off the tibia bones before he made them into tusk because he is a scientist yeah yeah he's actually not but I'm sure he googled it <laughs> he definitely Google, Google talks Google talks okay yeah he wants to practice ethically ethically ambiguous experimentation mm-hmm. 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 that's the kind of experimentation we all crave we want it to be ethically ambiguous but we want it to be ethical yeah I mean that's why I find all of this horrific but at least with the, in, in the fly Jeff Goldblum did this to himself 
like it was it was his own like vanity that that basically pushed him to do that human trial you mean our bachelor i don't know who goldblum is but our bachelor our bachelor um yeah so so he he did the human trial before it was ready but that was like out of his own uh hubris whereas like the first couple these are like people who've been forcibly mutated right um and that's rough because you like you had no choice i mean unless you blame them for going on road trips in germany in the first place um you know as an american girl i would like to say that i think american girls we should really like just stop taking road trips with only one other best friend yeah i think we really we really need to stop I mean, don't take another best friend because you can only really have like one best friend right, of at course. a time. It's like Sex in the City is not about five best friends. No. It's about two best friends and then their other and friends. And then their other really, really close friends. Right. Right. I've never seen Sex in the City. I've seen a couple of episodes. I've basically never seen anything ever. Apart from The Fly. I mean, the that movie that you were just describing. No, The Fly creation that we oh, were just fly, speaking yeah. about. I've, Bachelor I've number seen, three. I've seen the, the, that movie, unfortunately. Oh God! All right, is there another one? Mm-hmm. Is this hell over yet? This is yet? one more. Okay, great. I'm so excited. This is gonna be awesome. This one, it's uh, we don't meet our bachelor until a little later, but we begin with the we'll we'll call him the creator. Can I just establish something quickly? Yeah. So when you said at the beginning that you thought I would know two of them, mm-hmm. was it the the centipedal beast? And no, I actually didn't think that you would know that one. Really? I thought it was like too gross for you to know. Well, yeah, that's why I know of it because when it came out and everyone's like, "Oh my god, did you see the film?" Yeah. I don't know either. Did you see the film? Fuck no! Did I see this film? I saw the film. Yeah. Well, of course you saw the film. I even saw the second one, which is way worse. Yeah, because it's like twenty five people. It what, like did somebody did somebody like discover the the surviving middle section and be like that is a great idea? No, it's just the guy's just super obsessed with centipedes. He like has them in his house, and he um, like they're really violent, and so he's just super obsessed with them, and so he just wants to make a human centipede so he has friends. He's just like come over for a party and oh oops. You know I've only seen it once because it's one of those movies that you don't really need to watch multiple times. Like you watch it once and you're like oh, yeah. okay I get it. I don't remember he kidnaps quite a few of them and then some of them they were brought there under false pretenses. I'm not I don't recall exactly how he got all of them. Right. So you put up on Craigslist like doing cookery courses. Super cool party. Come. <laughs> Yeah. Let me just Google. Let me just Google. Well, I'm going to Google it, and then we'll have a Google Talks. Okay. Google Talks. Google Talks. We can cut It's up. only... Tw- oh, sorry. Google Talks. It's only 12 people. Oh. Only 12. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's only 12. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I'm not going to read... No, I don't... We don't need to say all this stuff. Okay. But he does... He does... He does kidnap all of them. And then there is the third one. And what? There's a third the one? The third one is the final sequence. Yes, there were only meant to be three. And it is... Correct me if I'm wrong, but a hundred people that are in prison. Let me just double check. Have you not seen this one? I have not seen the third one because I have not found anyone to watch it with me. And I'm not watching it by myself. Why? Because I don't want to, because I have to, because like sometimes when things are gross, it's like when you smell a really bad smell and then you have to get someone else to smell it. And (laughs) 
Well, like when Manoush poops, and you're like, come from <laughs> my house right now. Poop. Because she really does the smelliest poops. She does have smelling poops. Um, why isn't it telling me exactly how many people? I don't want to have to read all of this. I'm afraid I can't help you. Fuck. We're going to edit this out. Ew. What? Ah, there's so much detail. Um, why don't you just talk for a little bit while I read this? I I have no idea what you want me to say. I have a headache. My mouth is dry. <laughs> my eyes kind of feel like boiled eggs. Mm. Like, pushed into my eye holes. And, like, my eyelids are, like, sliding over the eggshell. If the eggshell was really dry. But, like, the inside is definitely boiled. Like, hard. My brain stopped shivering as much, I think, but I'm now starting to sweat quite profusely, but I'm also really cold. And my mouth tastes like butt. Mm. But Are you I brush haven't... your teeth? No, I have brushed my teeth. I brushed my teeth so hard that I thought my teeth would fall the fuck out. But, yeah. So it looks like uh, Google Talks. Google Talks. It looks like the Human Centipede 3 final sequence is obnoxiously meta where like the director is there and he's like I'm gonna make a human centipede and then in the end he's like killed and his friends are like I'm taking credit for it it sounds really obnoxious I also know for a fact that the director was like I've always my original plan was to do it with a hundred people it's just that it was so gross that I had to like build it up and do the first one and then the second one and it's like no you didn't you did the first one and then you realized that you could do another one and then you realized you could do a third one don't lie like you don't need to lie and pretend that you had all three of these movies in your, it's like George Lucas, where he's like, oh, it was always meant to be a trilogy. No, it wasn't George Lucas. We all know that it was originally just supposed to be the first one, and then you realize, and by the first one, I mean the fourth one, and then you realize you could make money, and so then you made five and six, and then you're like, oh, there was always meant to be a prequel trilogy. George, don't lie, okay? Just admit it. It's fine. Yeah. I, I've... Uh, no, you, you haven't seen Star Wars. It's okay. Okay, let's get to our final Bachelor. <clears throat> okay. Hit me with the final one. I'm feeling I'm feeling quite desensitized now. So so I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Our bachelor number four is many different people. He did not choose to come into this world. When he first wakes up, he realizes that he is in fact made of other humans sewn together with consciousness instilled in him by his brilliant but big, giant, baby, stupid creator, a.k.a. the creator, as we know him. Our fourth bachelor is very articulate. (laughs) Some people may think that he is violent, and he can't speak, and he can only go, and he's afraid of fire, but that's not always true. He's actually very well-spoken. He has dreams. He does. He has goals. Yeah. He has things that he wants. He has things that he wants to do. And most importantly, all he wants is to be loved. Yeah. But unfortunately, because he was created by like a 19-year-old who took one science class and thought he knew better than the professor, (laughs) and then refused to take any type of responsibility for what he created, he did not receive that love. Um, I feel like I know this one. I feel like this one is relatively famous. (laughs) Despite his features originally being picked because the creator thought they were beautiful, upon animation, 
we do know that the bachelor himself is not particularly good looking. No, but 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 that was good intent. Right. But but I also find that kind of creepy from the creator's point of view. He's like, ah, oh, let me find the best looking corpses. This is the most beautiful corpse. I find corpse. the most beautiful corpses. I'm just going to make myself a male companion corpse. Oh, yes. He teaches himself to read, which I think is really great. Yeah. He, Such initiative. He, he is alone in the wilderness because he's been abandoned. Mm-hmm. And he hides in a abandoned structure that's connected to a cottage. And he overhears the family living there. And so he learns to speak. Although he could always speak, he learns to formulate more complex sentences through listening to them. And then he finds a lost satchel full of books and he teaches himself to read, which I think is really beautiful. Do we know what books he was reading? No. It actually might say in the book, but I don't have the book on hand. So No, neither do I. I um, I actually read a really good article that was published mm-hmm. earlier this year that was about our bachelor number four. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was very good. I'll also put a link to that in the show notes because if people really like bachelor number four, they might really like the article that I read that was about the person who wrote bachelor number four <laughs> and how... Uh, we suck at interpreting Bachelor Number Four, and we're all idiots, and we don't deserve him. I think that's a pretty good summary. Yeah, I will admit that he. It is important to know that he does kill some people. Yeah, but, I, I mean, on, yeah, we've he has. Done it. He has some anger issues. He's very strong. Yeah, no he just one doesn't know his own strength. Everyone runs from him. Yeah. He does kill the friends of his creator so that his creator might feel a semblance of the rejection that he himself felt. But I mean... Come on. I mean, how else are you going to express your feelings? Right. And he wasn't taught any better. Like, are we really going to be... He was given a script and that script said, you know, people are going to abandon you and no one will love you and you get to do whatever you want. Because you're a stupid, ugly creature. You know? Like, we can't fault him for following. I know that so yeah Uh, I feel like I've got I've I've got like no funny comments on this because it's just so true (laughs) he's a poor poor guy well I think it's also important to state that I don't think in canon he's at well in like the original book he's not green right with no he's yellow with, with 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 screws coming out of his neck no yeah with watery eyes. Watery eyes? Yeah. Is it because they belonged to an old person? I don't know. But a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful These eyes have person. seen so much. Uh, yeah, he's not green. I definitely, I, I definitely read this book um, when I was at school. It was such a long time ago, like, I can barely remember anything. So, like, my, my frame of reference now for this bachelor is Penny Dreadful. I think I thought Penny Dreadful did actually a very good job yeah. with this this, this bachelor. bachelor. <laughs> I thought it was a very faithful interpretation. Uh, yeah, they made him I think a little less like obnoxiously hideous or obviously hideous. Yeah, I think the actor himself is very good looking. And Do you they, think so? I thought so. Like in a very like like gothic like yes like we're gonna die of cholera at any moment. Like who knows which what which, we have. which actor? The one who played the monster. Oh. Really? I think he's good looking. He has nice bone structure. Yeah? Okay. I mean, he had the weird hair, but I think that was because of the show. Yeah. I mean, what did you think of him in Black Mirror? We were like, oh yeah, 
damn. I haven't seen that episode oh. of Black Mirror. Oh. I don't like Black Mirror. It bores me. We've had this conversation. I know we have. But uh, he, so he plays a prime minister in, in the first episode of Black Mirror. Oh, he is that him? He has to have sex with a pig. I have seen that yeah. episode. Yeah, I think he's very, he has a very approachable, friendly face. Like, I would smooch it. I would smooch, I would it, smooch it. And I would be happy. Well, this is this is such a reverse monster crush <laughs> in so many ways. Because we're talking about monsters you would smooch. <laughs> in pop, pop culture references. <clears throat> um, but yeah, he was also in, like, the BBC did the actor or the bachelor no this is the actor okay so this is the actor um whose name i can never remember um but he was in like the yeah bbc did loads of shakespeare's history plays Mm -hmm. so he was in richard the second as the future henry the fourth Future. Future. Well, he was Henry Bolingbroke, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, and so that's. I think that was like the first thing I saw him in, and I was like, okay, this guy's good. What else? And then I was like, oh, now he's having sex with a pig. Okay. And then I'm like, oh, now he monster. Yeah, he's a very articulate monster. Yeah, but that bit when he like, okay, so spoilers if anyone is planning on watching Penny Dreadful and and hasn't yet, but when he like breaks through the 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 Proteus. Mm hmm. And he's just like, sup, bitch? It's me. Surprise. That was very funny. I quite liked that scene. Yeah. Also, the scene where he is, like, begging the creator. He's like, please, can I go outside? And the creator's like, you're ugly. I won't have such an ugly child. And he, like, leaves. And the creature's like, and, like, cries. And he's like, why am I so ugly? I thought that was really sad. I will say, this is my... I think everyone should read this book. I think it's a very good book. It kind of... It's hard because it's one of those books that a lot of high school English classes ruin for people, yeah, which I definitely. think is a bummer. If you read it in high school and you really hated it, I say, go for it. Give it another try as an adult. However, this is advice to stick by. If you ever meet a man who identifies with the creator of this novel, Victor, Run. run. That is not a good man, okay? He's not tortured. He's not an artistic soul trapped in a body that can, or like in a time frame that doesn't understand him. He's not a genius. He's an idiot. He's a psychopath. He's that guy that's in your like writing 101 class who also took a philosophy class last semester who's always saying things like, well, I wrote a beautiful smart woman character who only has her nipples out once. I'm so enlightened. Run. Like, seriously, run. Uh, you know, um, actually, the guy who played uh, Victor in Penny Dreadful, I, I I, thought he was really hot. He's also very good looking. Yeah. I, I know they're going to be good looking people, but they're just run. Yeah. You just can't. I just, I just, I just love that really, like, kind of, like... <clears throat> strong out Victorian look. <laughs> I think that's that's. They definitely played up like the the torture genius. Yeah, yeah. He's like, don't talk to me now. I'm creating. Yeah, it's no, like, it, please. It's, 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 a, it's a great show. It's Every, a, every, everyone should show. watch that show. What's his face is really good in it. That guy. The old guy. Timothy Dalton. The sexy old guy. Yeah, he is. That hot, dilf. Right? Yeah. That dilf. That dilf. Oh, talk about daddy. <laughs> And of course, Eva Green is uh, just a freaking goddess, and I hate her, and I want to punch her in the beautiful, beautiful face, and then kiss that face better. She's so good looking. Um, and uh, and Thingy Magic, you know, the American actor. What's his name? Oh yeah. What's his name? What's his name? He was in like Wicker Park. 
He was like really big for a really long time for a while. Well, he was really big for like a really short time. Yeah, right. But like really, really big. Yeah, Josh really Hunnett? big. For, yeah, Josh, Josh Hunnett. Yeah, he did he's it. really good in that. You think? Yeah, he's good in it, but I don't think he's good looking. I think he looks what? a little bit too much like a monkey. Like a monkey? Like a sad monkey. Like a sad monkey? Like a cute monkey. monkey. Like a monkey that's definitely like super close. Like really was like almost there when we kind of branched from them. Like was... <laughs> like, was <laughs> you think he's farther back on the evolutionary scale? I just think Damn. he looks like a monkey. No. Oh, and Billy Piper was A cute great. monkey. A cute monkey! But a monkey. A little bit like a monkey. Okay, well, you just obviously are a monkey person racist, so... I can't believe you think Josh Hartnett looks kind he of... He looks like... a little bit like a super cute monkey. Are you gonna... Are you gonna bring I'm gonna Google him and we'll see what Google Talks has to say. Josh Hartnett. Did you just hear my hip crack? Oh, <laughs> Don't look at my tabs. What? What do you have open? I have the names of things. Oh. Oh, well, I guess I can't. Just look at a little monkey. A little bit like a monkey. No, A little bit on. like a cute monkey. Look how, yeah, I'll go for the cute. I won't agree on the monkey. A little bit like it. Look at this a little. That's a. Oh, that is not a good picture. That's a cute monkey picture. No, that's just a bad picture of Josh Hartnett. Let me let me find another one. I won't. I won't, I'm not looking at your tabs. Just oh my god! Look at all the pornography you have okay, open. Just look at this picture of Josh Hartnett. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, for our listeners, <laughs> Heavenly just googled cute baby monkeys and showed me an adorable baby monkey. But I have to say, I find monkeys horrific. <laughs> Why? They. Did you not see that face? Eva. And at the moment, I'm not talking about Josh Hanna, I'm talking about the actual monkey. Okay. It's horrific. It's so close to being human, but it's like monstrous. You know, bananas are also pretty close to being human. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is the way this is going, huh? This this is what we're doing now? Shared DNA, you know, and DNA similarities. Alright, alright, okay, okay. Um, Alright, I want to tell, I want you to tell me about well, the, the only one that I don't know is the first one. So that was the movie Tusk. Okay, I should have wiped that out. So tell, tell me about this movie. By Kevin Smith. When did it come out? In 2014. My understanding is that the way that this movie came to be is that Kevin Smith tweeted, Tusk. And then there was a quiz that said yes or no. <laughs> and what? And like people ans- enough people answered yes, yes. And so he made this that movie. He made this movie. That was my understanding of how this movie came to be. I think that before there was some type of joke that yeah. was well established about the basic premise. Yeah. And so people knew what they were getting into when they responded yes. Yeah. But like, huh, yeah. It's the movie Tusk. It stars Justin Long. Uh, as I the, feel like I know that name. Yeah, you should. Is, is he one of these actors who's in a lot of these? Yeah, that guy, right? He's the, he is a uh, Wallace who becomes the walrus. Oh my god, no. Yeah. Wallace the walrus? Mm-hmm. Oh god. It stars Michael Parks. This is an older picture of him. Let me find... I mean, this is a like an older picture of him as in like he was younger. Let me find a picture. Do you want to see what the walrus creature looked like? Because I can show you, but I didn't want to in case you didn't want to see it. Um, I kind of do want to see it, but I also don't want to throw up all over you. 
But I think I think this I is Michael Parks. It. So he plays the kidnapper whose name is Howard. Right. Okay. Um, I'll show it to you if yeah, you want to see okay. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you want to see? It? Yeah. Yeah. Do I have to like sign a form? I don't know. It's pretty. Gr- I don't know if you can see it. It's pretty gross. Okay. Like I see it and I. And I laugh, but I also watch horror movies quite a lot, and so there are some things that I just inevitably find funny, but I don't know that you will like this image. Okay. It's really quite as horrifying as you... Whatever you're imagining of a suit that's made to look like a walrus that's stitched together of human skin, it won't look as awful as Justin Long in this suit with tusks. I have to see it. I have to see it. (laughs) that is horrifying (laughs) you know it looks like um it looks like something that would uh like spawn out of the ground in the first dragon age it does it looks like something the brood mother created yeah her with all her nipples it looks like a dark swan for sure yeah okay so that was the first movie. The second movie, as I'm sure you guessed, was The Human Centipede. Yes. First sequence, because we know that there are three sequences. Mm-hmm. The third movie was The Fly. Yeah. Yep. But it was the 1986 remake of The Fly, because there was... There... Wait, so the 1986 version's a remake? Yes, from 58. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize that. I'm so uncultured. Have you got any screen, uh, screenshots from the 58 movie? Because mm. I'd, I'd be really interested to see, like... Yeah, let me look at What up. the fly looks like in that movie. 1958, the fly. What the I mean, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Is it as good as it as I'm imagining? Oh. Oh, nice. Oh, they, they, that's much more like classic fly. Yeah. Because, yeah... Yeah, in the 80s film, they definitely went much more, like, monstrous. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and away from just, like, a guy wearing a fly head. Well, I think in the in the remake, they really wanted to showcase that it wasn't just a man turning into a fly, but it was a melding of human and fly DNA, so you're going to have residual... Yeah. Uh, residual limbs or, like, dominant appearance yeah. from either of those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Jeff Goldblum fly is super gross. Bachelor number four, as I'm sure we all know, is Frankenstein. Frankenstein! Frankenstein! Frankenstein. Frankenstein, Frankenstein. And of course, we do have to point out that Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein is not the monster. However, Frankenstein is the monster. Yes. Yes. So yeah. And the piece that I was mentioning, but I couldn't really talk about because I was like trying to be coy and not mention it, was talking about uh, Mary Shelley, obviously, mm-hmm. and like what her process was writing this book. She's had she had a very she's like every, like true goth. Like if you think you're goth, like you are not as goth as Mary Shelley. That's just a fact. You'll never be as goth. And as she Mary kind of Shelley. talked about how how it was very important and it was very purposeful that she had unnamed. She didn't name the creation. It was always meant to be unnamed Mm -hmm. and then how so much of people's grappling with the story was that they had to name the creation Mm -hmm. and and what that meant that we had to name the unnamed we weren't 
suited well to things being unresolved or open-ended. It's a really great article. I'll link to it. It's from the New Yorker. That's really interesting. I really quite liked it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something that I should probably, like, look into a little bit more again, because, like I said, I I read it um, in school, like, when I was in year nine, so that I would have been, like, 13 years old. Um, And I can't remember it at all, but I I, I remember, like, when we were talking about it, about, like, oh, Mary Shelley and her, um, uh, like, miscarriages and, like, failed pregnancies and, like, dead babies and bad husband and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. so it'd be interesting to like re-explore it as someone who sort of has a slightly more refined brain. Although I'm doing my best to kill every brain cell because I love beer. So one thing that um, I realized is that I didn't choose a bachelor. Do it. We still have time. So I'm just going to go straight off the bat. I think I, I mean, I think it's probably clear which one you're going to choose, if any at all, but... So, human centipede, love ya, that is... Do you love it? No. No, I'm just being polite. I'm English, and it's been drilled into me (laughs) that we must be polite to Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but the human centipede does not make the romance cut. Neither does a man sewn into a flesh suit to be a walrus. Yeah, when I originally sat down to watch that movie, I thought that he was going to be sewn into a real walrus. Because that would make sense. Where did he get the skin from? Oh, he had been, like, killing people for years. To get the skin? Do you think all the effort that he put into that, couldn't he have killed a... got a real walrus? Mm Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I imagine that the reason that he wanted to fight a human who had then been conditioned to be a walrus is because he wanted to atone for his sins. So he wanted to tell the human, like, I killed Mr. Tusk, who had, who, you know, was my companion while I was shipwrecked. And now that you know that I've done this crime, you will now be Mr. Tusk and we'll fight. And whoever wins, like, that will be the watershed moment. And if I win, then I can forget about my crimes. And if you win, then I've been punished for my crimes. And you can't really tell that to a walrus and it <laughs> understands. So then it wouldn't, like, the sins would just compact, you know, if you did it with a walrus, so. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that makes total sense. <clears throat> it makes it, it, total it's, sense. It's so it's Literally, logical, there's no plot yeah. Super, super sensible um and now like i think i think the obvious choice would be jeff goldblum um but pre-fly so basically that's jeff goldblum that's just jeff goldblum you just want the eccentric but brilliant scientist yes however if you go back and listen to my warning about men who identify with eccentric but brilliant scientist how you should run i was right i was right the fly just proves my point okay um you know, in that case, uh, it's, it's just me, me and Frankenstein's monster are gonna we're, we're, we're gonna chill. Yeah. His name is Prometheus. Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's the name he cho- chooses for himself. Is it? I think so. I think he chooses that's to be sensible. I think he either chooses to be called Adam. It's been a while since I read the book as well. I think it's that he he's like, I can either be called Adam mm-hmm. or Prometheus. Like, he's grappling mm-hmm. with these two names. And he assigns one of them. Mm-hmm. Do you know who else grapples with the issues of naming? Writers. 
coming up with characters on I, the fly. I, I was going to say the Doctor. Hence elevator and blank. <laughs> Heavenly is referring here to two NPCs that she made on the fly called Elevator and Plank. <laughs> Heavenly is a great DM, okay? Um, no, I was thinking the, the Doctor in Voyager just made me think about his oh, struggles. Oh, right, because he can't find anyone to... He wants to, like, have a name that means something. Yeah. And then he met that, that, that chick, and she named him, mm-hmm. and then she died? Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp. At least he got laid. Yeah, that one time. That one time. And then he bragged about it to that other Ian. Yeah, age. yeah, you yeah. That? Exactly. Like, I haven't had sex, you piece of shit! <laughs> But I mean, you know, being a hologram, I think he did pretty good to pull. So, but she was a hologram too at the time, right? No. Yeah. They had sex after she had been. I thought. No, I thought they. It was. Did they have holograms? It was holographic. So did they have sex? Well, now we're just getting into philosophy. (laughs) So yeah, I'm 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 gonna chill with with Frankenstein's monster. Like, we can grab a coffee. We can like sit in a graveyard and like look. Over into the distance and like we, we be careful because sitting in a graveyard is how Mary Goodwin met Percy Shelley. Oh, they used to hang out on her mother's grave and read poetry. Right. God, that sounds so great. <laughs> where, where, where is my super goth boyfriend? Well, we can... Percy was also married at the time. Yeah, I mean he was a super douche. And he was friends with Lord Byron. I mean, as everyone was. Lord Byron, he got around, didn't he? I would love to be friends with Lord Byron, but I... I mean, I would sleep with him. I mean, obviously you're gonna... I'm like, obviously obviously you're gonna gonna have sex with Lord Byron. This is crazy. But, um... (laughs) I don't... I'm gonna say it. I have a book of Lord Byron poetry. I don't think he was as great as he thinks he was. Yeah, well, he's another one of these men that you were warning us about, right? These geniuses who, like, think they're the best and happen to also be male. He was like, Mary, I so identify with Victor. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, yeah. Me me and Frankenstein's Monster, we're going to listen to some, like, My Chemical Romance. Oh, he would love From, like, the early years. You can go to the theater. Yeah, and we can go to the theater and watch, like, really, like, abstract plays that involve contemporary dance. When I was 16, I went to go see a play for my birthday, and it was called The Hive, and it had no words, and it was a prison, but the prison was actually, um, they had been left alone, and so they developed colony structures, so there was one prisoner who was the queen, and anytime there was anything wrong, they had to dance to fight it out, but then they would also stab each other because they had... Knives and um, I went they had to dance to fight it out, but they also stabbed each other. Well, because I mean, of knives. right, because they would dance knife dance. Um, and I went to go see it with a bunch of my friends because I was sixteen and I thought it would be really cool. And no one else liked it. Oh, that's really sad. I'm so sorry. I didn't like it either, but oh. I <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm less sorry now. Uh, all right. That, but I mean, that's the type of play that you would could see with Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monster, yeah. Yeah, toes. Toes. He would love that. He would be like, what do you think it meant in the third act when the queen suspended herself from the ceiling and all of the workers, like, did this, you know? Like, what did that mean? She's making an undulating motion currently. <laughs> Almost like... But with, like, churn, hand, it's like churn, a hand. Yeah, you're, like, churning, churning the you're butter. You're, like, churning the butter. But it's, like, actually, it's like you're, it's like you're, um, like... Like rolling the dough, but like up, like it's like you have a Crunchwrap Supreme, and you're like, 
slapping it, you know, because it can, it stays up. <laughs> I'm so hungover, <laughs> but I'm so so glad that we have managed to create something that has resulted in me genuinely thinking about where I would take Frankenstein's monster on a date. I also created this episode, and I was like, it's gonna be 30 minutes long, and then it's definitely as long as all of our episodes. Yeah, this shit happens. All right, Not so that was that was the episode, you guys. Um, sorry that we're both not a hundred percent I feel like I feel like I, I feel like some of the noises I made weren't words I definitely just coughed a lot and I, I I'm gonna try and edit it out but also uh, I can't edit all of them out so sometimes you're gonna listen to me cough and I'm really sorry yeah and you're gonna listen to me try say things and end up accidentally saying something else and I hope you keep in the bit about when I talk about my eyes being boiled eggs because that was that's that was that was gold. Oh, I'm not going to take that out. Oh, okay. So, of course, we are... We are Monster, Monster Crush. Crush. You can find us at, on Twitter at Monster Crushing. And we are also super happy to be part of the Nerdsmith family at nerdsmith.org. Nerdsmith. Thank you so much. Definitely check out some of their content. They have a lot of really great nerdy D&D shows. And it's everything on their network is great and I think that you would really like it I mean if we're on their network they have then super, know, really super great taste okay and don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes that's super super helpful and go drink some water and take care of yourself yeah it's gonna be sick season soon everyone's gonna be sick yeah make sure you get your flu jabs and you know and you know hug the people you love but only after you get the flu jab. Yeah. Yeah. Just be good, okay? <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>